You're listening to MoneyWeb at Midday. One of the key issues to emerge from the mini-budget was the size of government. So here's the question. How might the government's plans to review and streamline government departments, entities and programs help matters any? For an answer to that, let's turn to TK Pue, who is public policy specialist from the Witz School of Governance. TK, streamlining of government departments, if I recall, was announced at the State of the Nation address in February this year. That was eight months ago and nothing's happened. Yes, in fact, you can actually go back uh, further to that. If you remember the start of President Ramaphosa's official term, one of the things he, he said is that, look, we want to actually uh, cut down on a lot of the current structures, and we, we really haven't seen it. And look, I'd even go back all the way to 2003. There was a document termed The Machinery of Government, where government itself already in 2003 said, listen, we kind of need a more coherent structure especially at cabinet level, including things like SOEs. But it's something which is said, but hardly ever implemented and done. So how do you begin the process then? Look, I'd look at it in two ways. And I think we've, we've spoken previously to this, that if you really do want to make something major in restructuring, you should go, I think a cabinet only really needs 18. I'm working on a project at the moment, time willing, where, look, the optimum number for a country like South Africa and the size of government is we actually only need a cabinet of 18 people. Uh, that, that, and that's actually the easy part to do. You're starting to see it a bit in terms of SOEs where there's talk that, look, DP, the Department of Public Enterprise is going to be turned into a holding company. That's a start. But, but I think they could still do more and really put the number to 18. But if you really speak about something impactful where we can really have some, you know, wiggle room fiscally, we really do need to revisit the idea of uh, provinces in South Africa. Uh, If I remember correctly, if you look at the presentation, not so much the speech that the Minister of Finance gave, page 12 or 18, they do speak to the fact that one of the biggest uh, drivers of this growth is going to be uh, provincial governments and the like. And I think we, we really do need to come to you know, an honest assessment to say we don't need provinces as a country constituted. If anything, we need to reinvestment into local government. And that, I think, would really give us the space to almost get government to work better. So reducing the number of provinces from nine to the original pre-apartheid four? Uh, I'd go a step further. I'd say we don't really need provinces at all. Uh, I think what you really need is uh, local government. You can have a for the, a, a purely technocratic-driven administrative interface, uh, which would really would require, I'd say, less than 50 people just to double-check on issues such as whether provinces and the like are being honest in their financial assessment, because we do know when you give certain leeway to to local government, especially financially, they tend to take the whole body. So I think we kind of do need a body like that that will really interact with, with national government. But I think if we really designed a, a national, my idea has always been that you need a portfolio which squarely looks at local government and within it really looks at things like finances and whether they actually adhere to certain things like that. You don't really need a province mm. for that at all. You just really need a competent, uh, you know, as competent and also almost future orientated looking national government that is able to say, listen, we already know what the problems are. South Africans don't need to be told. We just really need to right. put the correct instruments to check that on a on a, almost a month to month basis. It, it's a good argument, but uh, it does make oversight a lot more difficult. And it's predicated on having the right 50 people. It, it, it does. It does. And, uh, and I think that's where I think the conversation should be. And I think we should never be shy to say, look, I think we should demand better to have a government that, that works better. And I always use two examples. One is 
Singapore and China. They, obviously, the system's a bit more complex, but if you look at the population size versus South Africa, we really are, we, we don't want to have this honest conversation. Part of it on our side is we think it's a bit complicated, and which gives government a lot of leeway to say, well, look, let's try muddle around, but they don't really get anywhere. But I think we do need to push back to say, look, we need this conversation. It's long overdue. And look, if other countries can make it work, why can't we? I always say it's not that we don't have the skill. In South, uh, we've got tons of skills in South Africa. It's the issue of let's put political will and let's put a plan that people can get behind and say, look, let's really get this country really working. Because if we don't and we have this conversation again, you and I, in the next two or three years, it's going to be a bit too late from there. So if we focus on the provinces, where does this leave uh, municipal government? My, the arrangement I'm working on is to say, look, that actually strengthens them. I look if you look at a place like Gauteng, I don't think Gauteng needs all the municipalities it currently has. If anything, Gauteng should only have three municipalities. So now the question will become, look, how many of these are, can be construed as metros? And then I think you put a reinvestment back, and by reinvestment it's not just financial. It turns about getting the right people. If you look at issues of getting the right type of funding into municipalities, a lot of times we don't have the right people that understand business to actually be, be able to say, listen. Let's look at the CBD of Joburg. How do you retain the big companies there so that they can say, listen, I also want to invest into this. How do we get the right foreign investment into those places? Because foreign investors and investors, period, they don't invest in a country, they invest in a locality. So what's been missing is sometimes they don't have that interaction with the locality. And I always make the argument that we don't put the right people that can actually understand and speak the language of these investors. So for me, that's what I mean by reinvestment. Local government should be propped up by having the right individuals within it. And then the money we would have put into province, I think, can then go into things like into infrastructure. You know, they're really the hard stuff that really makes an area and a location investor friendly. And so I think that's how local government comes into my thinking. So just a quick answer in conclusion, when we hear um, words like review and streamline, um, are you suggesting that this is just hollow political rhetoric that we've heard before? It's code for ask me again next year. I'll give you a different sounding, more fancier sounding English word after you've re-elected me. But I won't give you anything in black and blue. All right, TK, we'll book you for an interview this time next year. Then we can have exactly the same conversation. Appreciate your time. Thanks very much indeed from Wits University, TK Pue.